BetMGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code CHAMPION200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run, regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with BetMGM's daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CHAMPION200 to win $200 when you bet $10 on an MLB. LB game and either team hits a home run. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the King of Sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire 7 days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. This is Jim the Keys, bartender, coming to you to from 309 Belmont Street. Lane. In, uh, what? Lane. Lane? Lane. Belmont Lane. Bel- oh, we yeah. didn't want to give them the exact address. <laughs> <did we? laughs> yeah. So, and I'm joined by Jenna Kelly and uh, t- uh, Tyler. I almost call you Taylor again. <laughs> I think it's Zachary Taylor. And it's, uh, Jenna's, uh, why well I have the headphones on? I'm having the headphones on. I'm not listening to anything. <laughs> I have it. Uh, uh, hopefully... You can hear us. Uh, we were just doing a sound check. Uh, this episode is episode 140. Moby Douche. 140? I thought it was 141. 140? It's 140. because 139 was yesterday. Oh, uh, okay. 140. I think I'll have to. Oh, you might have to check that. I may have to double check that. What fucking numbers. So I know. Just it's only numbers. a number. It's just, just like numbers. age. It's only a number. <laughs> it's only a number. <laughs> but um, Moby Douche, I can open to it a hair. Yes, today's I episode par- is parody. Moby Douche. Yeah, Moby Douche. Uh, call me Jim Michelle instead of Ishmael. <laughs> Having little money in my pocket, I am drawn to the service of libations to travelers, distributing libations to travelers and residents of this archipelago, which I reside. That's a hard word, isn't it's it? Archipelago. Arch- archipelago. 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 Yes. Okay, I'll learn to speak one day. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I have seen many different variety of patrons enter my establishment, but only one remains in the forefront of my memory. Of all the worst, the great white asshole, forty-year-old skateboard guy, Moby Douche. <laughs> this past Sunday, okay, this past Sunday, I'm going to tell, uh, say, uh, go into detail about it. Yes. Uh, to add insult to injury, my team, the Philadelphia Eagles, were playing the New Orleans Saints, and they played them well. And uh, this guy was actually cheering for I think he was cheering for the Eagles, too. But the scruffy-haired dude with the graying hair yes. and all that stuff. And, and the weird one-wheeled skateboard. I didn't know that about that until I saw later that it, it was uh, coming. Um, when he was coming out, uh, when I was coming out of the restroom, I noticed he had a one-wheeled skateboard, which I posted as a, on, the, on the picture. It's, it goes up to 20 miles an hour. It's yeah, it's weird. It's like one wheel in the center. It looks yeah. kind of like a small car tire. So, yeah, and wood. in the beginning, he even asked me, do you want my credit card? And I said, no, nah, you're all right. You're not going to run off on it. Little did I know, I was incorrect. Yes. Because not only the Eagles lost, but right after the game, I'm sitting there. I see the guy with the ground effect lights going around the skateboard. I'm behind the bar. He goes, motherfucker's leaving. You know, and I got, I ran out. I ran out the door, and everyone's watching me. There's only there's only like six people there really right now, but these two guys think I'm running towards them at the table. They're shitting themselves. But I go out the door, and I chase. Uh, I I get out to the street, the bike path that's right in front of the catch, and I look up, and he's about 75 yards head start on me, and he's cruising, right? And I just bolt, and I kind of close the distance. We get to that Jehovah Witness place right there, and I go, stop right there, motherfucker, and he fell. <laughs> Good. I almost fell, too, because my I was running my bar shoes and stuff like that, and my shoelaces were pinched. So he fell, and 
he got up on his board and started coming back to me. So I went down to Tommy Shoes. And he came back and did a little loop. I go, you didn't pay your bill. Come on back. Come back with us. He goes, I'm going home. And just keeps on going. And I'm tying my shoes, and I'm down on the ground. And I'm, he's got me now. He's, he's, he's like 75 yards, and I'm like, I'm not going to be able to catch him anymore after all that running. I ran maybe. I could run further, but I can only, I think I can only sprint like yeah, 200 like yards. Full speed, maybe a block, right? Well, I could do 200. I'm, 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 yeah. I'm not super fit. I'm not like Well, you do Iron teach Man. a spin I am class. A, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm surprisingly fit for a 55-year-old man when it comes to chasing someone down. Yeah. I almost caught this guy. But he's my Moby douche. Ran out on a, and he was drinking Michelob and shots of Jameson. Yeah, yes. Like a $43 tab, $44 tab. And I don't know if he was intoxicated and forgot, but I put the word out, you know, on Facebook and they shared it. And people, I'm starting to get information. And, and somebody I saw the other day, I don't want to say who, told me that he knows. It's some of the places that he one hangs of the places out. One of the places, CJ's. Yes. But I, um, so I, I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. But that's my Moby douche. And uh, Well, your thing, too, was that just pay your tab. If you don't want to tip me, fine, don't tip me. But at least pay your tab mm -hmm. because then you end up having to pay yeah, that. Yeah. And he could come back in and do that. I mean, he could come in and pay the tab. I won't. There'll be no repercussions. Uh, if he's listening or anyone else is out there listening, well he can right. come no, back and no pay no the tab. There'll be no repercussions for that. And there it could be awkward if I catch you first. Exactly. You know, uh, why would you want to wait around with that? It's the, I think it's called the Sword of Damocles hanging over your head. The that's Sword of Damocles? Yeah, that's fate. Oh. That's it. When the judgment of the gods, the Sword of Damocles. <laughs> I think Damocles, Damocles, Damocles. Is there? Some Greek. Greek gods. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's hanging over your head, and it's always going to be it's over your shoulder. You're two karma. blocks away. And we're going to run into each it's other. Sort of so damn a karma. Yesterday, <laughs> when I was working, I told you there was a guy on a roll, uh, uh, skateboard, but it had the yes. regular wheels. And he had his haircut. And, and he was beard, and shorter. It he wasn't was shorter. And I go, yeah. Yeah. He would right. I, mean, I mean, would he walk in front of there and get his just to see? I wonder if he'll recognize me now. But he, he didn't seem all that big. To me, I don't know. I just recall him being tall. Well, it didn't dissuade me from chasing him down. <laughs> I was gonna. If it was one of those, if the, if there were one of those four wheel skateboards, traditional ones, I would just got a bunch of rocks and thrown him in front of him. <laughs> I would have just grabbed a rock and thrown it at him. What? What if? What if you just grabbed rocks and started throwing them at the guy? Maybe you could have knocked him off. It the was skateboard. dark. It was dark, and there was a lot of cars. Uh, and it was near true. the Jehovah Witness place. And <laughs> You didn't want to offend any of I'm the Jehovah Witnesses. Yeah, I, I, I'm yelling motherfucker in front of it. <laughs> I'm going to get you, motherfucker. You could have ran I'm inside and grabbed a run. stack of watchtowers. I didn't say that. I will get you. You you have no place to hide, motherfucker. <laughs> but I wanted to say all the cliches in there. <laughs> you can run, but you cannot hide. <laughs> I'll get you one day. You know? I'll Mark my words. <laughs> Mark my words. I get it. And um, so... Yeah, so I mean, he seemed like he was cool until he did that. So that he's that not was so cool. Yeah. So you yeah. have your story or your guy. Today. I do have a Moby Douche story, but first I have to tell you that I looked up um, in, in the Urban Dictionary what Moby Douche means, mm -hmm. and it says a white guy, I guess. Again, okay, that's a white guy. Right, a white guy who is such a douchebag that he can sink an entire ship with his douchiness. By extension, his douchey capacities are so huge he can ruin virtually any occasion at which he is present. So I think it's a good, great definition of your Moby douche. Well, I mean, I, you know, other than the character flaw of being a dick and running out on your check, and not knowing that, you know, my, you know, whether my boss was going to make me pay for it or not. Right. It's uh, a small town, though. Why do people do that stuff here? Like word spreads fast. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you don't have that. I mean, what you're pretty much saying when you do something like that, yeah, you're saying, "Well, I don't have that much. I don't, I don't have a reputation to protect." Right. I mean, there's guys like that. They just don't. I care. mean, you see what 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 was it? You see, they have all TV shows about people like that. What is that? Narcissist? Is that what those shows? Sociopath, are? Nar a narcissist. Yeah. A narcissist isn't necessarily it's all about them, a them, bad them. Person. Nothing's ever wrong with them. 
They yeah, never apologize. Not necessarily a bad person. They're just. It's a character flaw. Yeah, it's a character flaw. Yeah. But if you got a sociopath, with nar- I mean, a narcissist with sociopathic tendencies, just to do whatever you want. Now yeah. that's not psychopathic. No, right? no. Well, once you again, I'm over. M- it's you're over analyzing, right? Yeah. I'm out of my depth with that thing. So like I w- was about the gene editing last week. <laughs> <laughs> using a gene CRISPR, I think it's called CRISPR technology. <laughs> Just keep. You ever hear that? Making the, the genes bigger and bigger and bigger. That was your solution last week. Now make the genes. No, you well, don't. Like you don't want to make the genetically genes modifying. You don't want to make it more than what is it? Twenty six. Well, you're talking about chromosomes. Yeah, twenty six chromosomes. Right. No, I'm not trying to make the DNA molecule any bigger. No, you're just trying to enlarge the actual yeah, physical person. Giant physical shrimp? Thi- yes, giant, giant shrimp. Uh, I didn't say shrimp. No, you were talking about um, sharks. Sharks. Maybe, maybe a manatee because manatees have a hard time surviving down here because the boat's running over them. Why not make the manatee a little more aggressive and more muscular? Instead of being a sea cow, it'd be the sea bull. Oh, and it would be charging. Give them yeah, you make them they could tough. Pop and holes you know, no, yeah, and it moves in faster. The of the and boats. Be, you know, you have like a 1500 pound missile coming at your boat <laughs> with horns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you run you over, it says, Oh, that's a manatee. You're not going to run over a manatee. No, because then it, they might pierce, yeah, yeah, pierce the your uh, fiberglass. Deal with the bull manatee. <laughs> you're going to get the horns. You're going to get the horns. Yeah. Okay, so my, my Moby Douche is just pointing out the fact that a Moby Douche can also be female. And um, a More s- suitable for that. Yeah. I think we called someone, what do we call it? Uh, nickname for someone at the bar one time. We called them, oh, hey, cool it, Summer's Eve. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Which is a douche. Yes. Um, it's a good when you have that not-so-fresh feeling. Yes. <laughs> My buddy asked that of his uh, a sister one time. She goes, Hey, you ever get that not so fresh feeling? <laughs> and she punched him right in the face. Well, it's yeah. probably rightfully so. Yeah, yeah. But still, one. so yeah, um, I have a situation where I have uh, like s- a, a staff member that is very unapologetic and sees nothing wrong with errors in their ways, right? So now, mind you, you're a bartender, mm-hmm. but while you're at work, would it be acceptable for you to be so drunk that you could not perform your duties? No. Right. No, I mean, not, most of the time, bartenders are not uh, allowed to drink at all while you're working, right? So unless somebody buys you a shot, you can have one once in a while. Or, or towards the end. Or towards, like the, towards the end. end of right. The, like um, when you're on the clock, like a couple of places when you're on the clock, you couldn't. Uh, some places you don't drink at all. Right. Um, but they have to put a, that. It's a, uh, what do they call it? It's not a right. It's a. Uh, it's a privilege. It's a privilege. Right. So, but when you go to work at that specific location, they probably lay out those rules for you ahead of time, right? Like this is how it's going to be, and you're not going to drink well, you're while not you're working. working in a bar. Right? I'm not, but when you when you go to work at a bar, they usually lay that out, right? Well, n- I think if you don't know that you're not supposed to come into work drunk and then drink while you're working, you're definitely picking the wrong. I mean, some people there are a lot of people that have drinking problems. Mm. Restaurant yes. business, just the way it is. Right. You know, you being around the things you love. It's just like if you're a necrophiliac, you like screwing dead people. <laughs> then then you probably shouldn't work at the funeral home. Yeah, well, no, or, <laughs> or what? But, ah, 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 ah. I'm trying to do my thing. <laughs> the Jewish guy and coming through. Uh-huh. Ah, ha, ah, ah. But you should if that's what you like. <laughs> if that's what you like. Yeah, the morgue or right. a thing. If you like, I'm not saying they do, but. Right. So what happens that's so, like, I have a very professional environment. Yeah. And, of, ev- of course, everyone is uniform. No, you, but you shouldn't be drinking. You right. shouldn't be drinking or, or, or using drugs. There was right. a guy. I'll tell you or about Or, like, you know. Like I worked with a guy who was a heroin <laughs> and kept <laughs> on falling asleep all the time. Okay. Well, I mean, you're representing, you know, you're representing your company, your peers, your other, you know. Yeah, you got to converse with the public and, and you got to be able to perform your job. in a very small town where anything you do is going to get back to management, owners, everything. You know, but when this particular person, um, it's for the fifth strike at yeah. this point, company event wise, yeah. um, drinking on the job and denying it, um, getting upset and blaming other people, and basically like, well, why are they mad at me? What's going on? What is the problem? R- how how do you explain we, when there was a meeting that 
Oh, so this is a woman. At this particular event. This is a woman. Yes, it is. And this particular event, they were there was a meeting at the very beginning of the event, and it was very clear, you do not drink. You are here to represent the company. You're here to, you know, yeah. sell our products, things yeah. like that. Are you allowed to talk about this? Um, yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, but what what the backs the back? What happened? Nothing so far. So this the, at the at the event you're talking. About. I think I know you know the event. I know the event you're talking about. Right. So the, the, at the an event, I had a staff yeah. member that was so drunk that couldn't perform her duties was completely inappropriate, using foul language, breathing alcohol breath all over customers who were trying to go on boat rides. I mean, it, absolutely embarrassing, embarrassing, humiliating. Yeah. And on my side of it, I'm more embarrassed and humiliated because I'm the one that hired this person, right? okay. which means I will probably have to be the one that takes this person out, uh-huh. which is going to most likely be sooner than later. Just like but in the, in the what a Moby douche. What do you, why do, would you put me in that situation? Now, mind you, I'm in upper management, so I don't attend these type of events. I'm not there. Uh-huh. But I hear back from every one of my staff members that was at this event. Okay, but you said it happened five separate times, so it happened This is the after. fifth event. This is the fa- fifth strike. Oh, this is the one this that happened. Oh, this is the boat show. Yeah. So this is the <sighs> fifth strike. So now I'm, I'm embarrassed, you know? I'm embarrassed. I'm I worked in, I worked in the, um. I worked in the uh, sales. <laughs> That's a problem with you know what sales and uh, restaurant work, uh, construction. So if you want to go to lunch and you want to have a beer with your burger, or you want to go have a drink at yeah. lunch, and you don't abuse it. Don't absolutely abuse it. But basically, it's like okay. So how can you possibly hold your head high as, as some type of professional when you make a fool of yourself like this? Yeah. Right. And, of course, because it's a small town, that information got back to not only me, but other managers as well as the owner. Yeah. They all know who you are, and now they know, they, they've, they've known your sickness and your illness. But it was like a prime example to me of that there is an actual problem here. Like, I'm all about drinking beer after work. I'm all about having a, a yeah. beverage at lunch. Yep. But there is absolutely no way that I'm going to go to work and work an event and be incoherent slash slutty slash breathing alcohol all over people, uh-huh. right? And it put me in a bad situation. So that's my Moby Douche story. Uh, that's a bad one when you, you went out on a limb for someone yeah. on a job and then yep. they, they don't um, it's step up and yeah. say, you know, I made a mistake. Right. Uh, I'm wrong. Uh. And now I just apologize. I'm going to do something about it, or yeah. uh, I mean, you fess up to it and do that. No apologies, oh, no. no nothing, and 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 we're all in the wrong. And she's mad at everyone. From what I because understand, because we told from what somebody told on her. From what I understand, <laughs> this is what happens at a couple different places she worked. I worked, I worked with her once and stuff like that, but she wasn't doing that. But it it's tough because you remember I told you I went to AA for. Right. Uh, seven years. I I would get. I, I um I worked with a guy who was a um, a maitre d at a catering hall, and they found him one night. They, the lights were on. It was like four in the morning. He was just obliterated, hanging on to the bar, drinking, and it, it's um, a lot of people don't agree with. It. It's a disease. It is a disease. It's a disease, just like uh, drug uh, drugs. Or almost any anything, almost anything that people are compelled to feel compelled to do, I hold to the disease model. A disease model does not make you not responsible because if you're a diabetic, your responsibility is to keep your blood sugar in check and to monitor yourself and make sure you have uh, insulin, right? Right. So that's the same thing. I'm just saying when I say when I people. When you say disease, it's, you're like saying they're not responsible. They well, are responsible. To me, a disease you're, is usually something that's like... You have to do like something about it. You have right. to do something about it. It's like an infection. It's like but something you, know you caught from no, something. No, but you know, you know if you do yeah. that, like what you have to do is you have to go... I mean, God, there this were This person needs like rehab. Like AAA is not going to cut rehab. it. Like this is the type of person that would go to AA you know and, what? and sit there you and talk a bunch show? of bullshit for two hours and then go home and hammer it. You, you ever see that show? 
intervention. It's I don't think it's on TV anymore. No. Never saw it? No. Yeah, they canceled that uh, five, six months ago. Okay, yeah, you got to get it close yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Yeah, it was great. And the great thing about it is that you have these alcoholics and drug addicts and stuff like that, and they really believe that they're interesting enough. Their sad life is, yeah, this is, you know, oh, yeah. And then you see some of the girls. Remember, Tyler, you see the girls in there, and they're doing stuff with their hair, and uh, they're looking like, oh, well, they think I'm interesting and pretty and something like that. And you're looking, and they're, no, you're not. You're you're sick. You're you're snorting Adderall or or oxycodone or whatever. They they, uh, they assume oh, they yeah. were like the Kardashians, you know yeah, those yeah. kind of shows. And you then know, when they were the there for the fame. Shows up, they're like, "What the fuck? Are you kidding me? This is the intervention." They like, "There's no obviously. There's they have not been enlightened by their friends. If you are followed by a documentary crew that wants to talk to you, it's probably intervention. <laughs> you're it's there for like a problem, a not bar. for fame. If you had a bar." That's failing. This is the thing. And this is the segue to this. Could we get away from the Moby Dude yes. thing? This is it. You had a bar and it's failing and you know, it's kind of dumpy and the food's shitty and they want to film you. They're filming, there's cameras in, there's guys walking around and shit like that. It's fucking bar intervention or whatever that is. Bar, bar rescue. rescue. Bar rescue. That is a and great show. Big dickhead's gonna come in and start yelling at you eventually. <laughs> so you know what? Do your job, shut up. Don't drink when you're on the job. Don't give shots. Don't do belly. If you're, you're, a, you know, if you're a girl and you think you're hot and you're working at a bar and you're letting people do belly shots off you, don't do it if there's going to be cameras in there. They're going to get you. That's after hours once you're closed. You're a few little locals. If you want to get that crazy, but not during hours. Not, not during when hours, other people yeah, are yeah. there, no. But even then, they got the guys, you know, the new people that fall asleep in the bars and stuff like that and they wake up. And one guy, I, I saw one where he... Um, Actually, he was the owner's son, and he al allowed for a fee someone to um, film an adult, a porn, in their bar. And they have a sofa sitting there, <laughs> and they use the sofa, and someone's sitting on it, and they're showing a video to the guy, the one of the other owners that didn't know about it, and he's sitting on the same sofa, and he gets, uh, he gets all skeeved out <laughs> and shit like that. Yeah, that's the kind of shit that happens. <laughs> but these people, like uh, intervention, they uh, get back to intervention. They have no fucking idea that they're the subject of. How? Any, I mean, I didn't at the time. When you're deeply in it, you every you your ego tells you to attack everyone that's attacking you, that's interrupting you. Right. Your lifestyle. It's I mean, I get it. I get. It. I get it myself. If I'm doing want to do my fucking thing and people say, well, you can't do your thing. Like when I argue with the other guys. Right. Do you hate, you know? And they go, you know what? Maybe they have a minutia. I think maybe I should give them a little more credit than they, I do. I think maybe like maybe 15%, my maybe 5%. I should give them 15% credit instead of zero. But possibly. But, you know, it's when you listen to the uh, outside sources, you know, you know, it's the same thing like when uh, – you know, you see a little kid that's doing something bad, yeah. and his mom's like, stop doing that. That's bad. That's bad. But when a stranger walks up and says, you're a bad little kid, that kid listens. Yeah. Because that's not the same voice he keeps hearing yeah. over and over again that he just brushes off. Yeah. They look at a stranger like, oh, crap. So everybody else sees that I'm bad. You know? So <laughs> you think. really bad kids that don't. You know, I was the one. I told Santa Claus to show. I, I didn't tell Santa Claus to shut up. I told an old man who told me when I was like three years old. That stop being a bad kid. I was screaming or something like that. And, or Santa. And this is back in 66 <laughs> when the guy still wore, you know, suit, uh, coat, suit jackets and stuff. And I looked up, three year old looked up and told the kid, guy to shut up. <laughs> My mom told me that. Yeah. Told an like old man to shut up. He got some nuts as a little kid. <laughs> yeah. I was a little asshole. But when and other and people right now, typically. I feel, that, I feel that way, but you always want to personalize. Why someone is a total asshole? I mean, there's some. They're sick. They're all sick. Yeah. There's some responsibility. And there's a lot of responsibility you have. There's a lot of. Hitler was a sick man. Yes, that's Hitler very was true. a sick man. He was very sick. And people say, "Listen, listen there's a lot of sick people out there." I just don't think they realize it. Now, when you perfect the people, that's when you got psycho and sociopath. The pe um, a s 
shit. A psychopath knows they're doing wrong. A sociopath doesn't doesn't and, care. And doesn't care. A sociopath doesn't know they're doing wrong wrong. Because they their their primary objective is to do what they need to do to um, thrive. Just for themselves, just yeah, to survive. Thrive, right. Right. I need money. I do this. I can lie to anybody. Like anybody who who's ever sold uh, used cars or real some realtors that sell houses that they know are trouble properties. You know, we all have it. You, you They'll just, you know, well, they BS their way through it to benefit themselves, mm -hmm. right? So this one sociopath says it's a person with a personality disorder manifesting itself in extreme antisocial attitudes and behavior and lack of a conscience. Yeah, see, they have so no idea. So that's the thing. That's just they have a lack of a conscience. A psychopath doesn't care. What is the difference? What, I thought the definition of like a... A psychopath doesn't have to be harmful, too. Psychopaths... There's homicide when they go and say homicidal psychopaths and psychopaths. A psy you could be a psychopath without being murderous or ha harmful to other people. Ooh, psychopath versus sociopath. Yeah. Google so fabulous. That's a good one. Well, the douche is on a uh, different level because I don't know if you could be a sociopath and be a douche. Because that's a sociopath is a higher level. Well, then there's people. There's Much some that level. are both. It's a, it's, a, it's a gold card member. You know, yeah. you can't you can't just be uh, a douche. Kind of knows. You know, you went and got the spray tan. You're wearing a Tommy Hilfiger shirt, right? Or what? <laughs> what was the other one they wear? Oh. They wear well, that's, that's kind a of wealthy. That's a wealthy douche like one. Yeah. The wealthy douche one. I'm talking about like the Guido douche. The Guido douche. Oh, with the big There's chains. Yeah. Big chains big and the chains pinky and rings. And yeah, and there was a clothes. 90% of them back in the day used to wear visors. The wealthy douches? Uh, okay. Okay. Back the in the visor? day, you know, um, you're walking down Miami Beach or anything like that, and you see... You know, they're in their fancy board shorts, and they got their visors, and nine out of ten of them, you could tell, all right, it's a normal person, the visor's on, regular. Yeah. Um, but when they would flip it upside down and put it backwards, you know, that's when you're looking into, you know, the Miami douche. Um, yeah. And I you kind of keep your clear of that crowd. Well, I think they are. They're, well, that's a – well, we got the South Philly douchebag, and you got the the uh, working-class douchebag. Um the guy used to be in the day in the early 80s, it was the, and you see him in the movies, you still see him in the, in the older movies, uh, the, um, oh my God, Lacoste uh, shirt with the collar flipped up, the uh, polo, the polo shirt flipped up the collar up, the uh, um, sweater tied around the neck. <laughs> sweater tied around the neck, or somebody, uh, yeah. Or yeah, and um, when a guy, I think the further you have the sweater tied up, the more douchey you are. The lower, the more effeminate. When they tie it around the waist, and then they put going, oh, I'm gonna go for uh, that's a little effeminate. I'm gonna be a douche. So around the neck would be douchier, and then as you get towards the waist, you're questioning yeah, yeah. sexuality. I mean, I mean kind of funny if you tie it around your. <laughs> if you did it midsection. <laughs> I'm near your tits. That's funny. Then you're questionable. No, you're all right. You're <laughs> nuts, but you could be okay. I think so. If you tie around your eyes, you can blindfold yourself and bump <laughs> into all the fuck. Like that bird. Yeah, what is that? Box? The bird box? Yeah. I mean, the memes of that is just phenomenal. I've not bird even looked awesome. into it. Well, I know about it. I know about it. No, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it yet. The Netflix movie? It was, yeah, it, I think so. Was it just designed for Netflix? Um, but when, when you see them come, they wear the uniform like a, a a slutty woman it used to be and say you cannot judge a woman by the clothes she wears there was a down that um oh, sunday i'm coming back from spin class and abby's with me and we're driving up the road uh it, from south key largo from the gym coming in and there's a girl a young girl and she has a ripped belly you know what i mean all and she, oh my god I mean, whatever, whatever was showing was 
tantalizing at best. And I go, how in the hell can she walk down the road like that very provocatively? And I wouldn't call her a slut or something like that, but it was it was dangerous. It was dangerous. It was dangerous driving down the road and stuff like that. That was that was on purpose. That was for effect. So when a douche does it for effect, I mean, when, he, when I mean, it's tracking you track more flies with honey than you would vinegar. So they're trying to attract their counterpart because they know they're not going to get the sweet girl. You got to have that pat on them. Yeah. Upside down and backwards. You know, if you got it, oh, you can show it. Oh, that's the guy it, I want. But to an extent, you know. Well, I mean, I don't know what to expect from a relationship. I know from a night out, you know, he probably does have some, he probably has some coke. <laughs> and we're probably going to go to a club uh, that has bottle service. Right? Where you get bite the whole bottle. You ever seen that? 1500 bucks. Yeah, no. You buy the whole bottle. Is that yourself? I mean, it's it's yeah. Back back in college, yeah, those were ninety dollar bottles, not fifteen hundred. <laughs> what? Well, I think uh, Hard Rock or there was a show called uh, uh, what was it called? Rehab. Something something. It was shown, so it took place at uh, Hard Rock, and they just followed the uh, bartenders or waitresses around talking to people. It was just a bunch of douchebags hanging around a pool in Las Vegas. Acting their douchiest, all of them. Like Is like interviewing? The bartenders and waitresses are walking around interviewing douches? No, no, no. They're working, and they're they're going up to these cabanas, and they the way they're talking, and there's guys say, I'm going to need a bunch of $5, and, you know, I need you to break up. Uh, I got $1,000, I need you to break it up. And so they can make it rain on a bunch of girls. <laughs> so they're throwing money at girls. So I think they're strippers that show up or something like that because, I mean, or it possibly could be a college student that said, oh, man, I need, a, I need to get a couple books. But, you know, if they're just regular girls, they're just trying to put their kids through school. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so it usually what God, God <laughs> gave them or so. whatever, who gave them. What they, they don't say that girls that were um, what revealing clothes are slutty. They, it, it was, it's determined at how much of their clothes are they willing to take off. <laughs> Like, I don't know. I just uh, don't agree with I can't with be it. too judgmental on that stuff because if I could, if I could make like a thousand bucks a night. Would I, you get I, up there and strip? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I can't, you have to, I'd have to be put in that situation because it's so foreign for me to be, I'd have to be, if, if you had limited intellectual capacity, or maybe you don't, maybe you have a lot. I mean, you say this is. I wanna. I'm gonna just wor work two shifts a week, and I need to clear. I need to clear 800 a week back in the day, maybe, and and that'll take care of my school, and then the rest of it is free. And I'll just shut it down when I leave there. I'm not there anymore. I remember met a, I met a girl at a college party, and I remember seeing her at another place. Uh, it was uh, where they did private shows. Ah. Yeah, I swear to God, no, man, I'm not going to be able to take this girl out. Not because she does private shows someplace else, because she w doesn't want to go with a guy that saw her at a private show. Right. Because that was her secret. And I said, well, you know, eventually you're going to be with somebody, and you're going to have to tell them that's what you're doing or what that's what you did. Or you're going to have a secret that you're going to keep from them. Forever. Forever, <laughs> you know, and and some of the stuff was. Where did psychopaths come into double lives in that scenario? Uh, well, yeah, that's psychopath. So that's a. But <coughs> a psycho. A psych some can be completely normal with their everyday life, and then they'll go and do something in that nature, and they're completely different because they're fixated on it. You know, I don't think that's psychopath. I don't think psychopathy. I think psychopathy is the way you're concerned about other people's feelings, and it would leak into all different parts of your life, whether you just stay in the church and don't do any of that stuff. I think that's car uh, it's called uh, compartmentalizing your life. Right, that's separate. And the way you guys in, the, in, the, in, in mafia do it. Um, uh, my dad had a friend, and we talk about it. He's, he's, he's um, very sickly now, but was my father's best friend. 
And I remember I've known this guy since I was born. I never knew what he did. I knew he did some maybe heavy equipment operating and stuff like that. And he was a nice guy. He was fun. He's, he had an Italian last name. And then I go, oh, what's he doing now? Well, he's in the banking business. He didn't know anything about banking. He wasn't in the banking business. And now it took me like years later to realize he meant like he was a loan shark or a collector. Right. For a bookie. He's breaking kneecaps. Else. And he always had, he had a nice place. Not too, too nice. Right. Not too nice. But comfortable. He was, a, he was, a, he was a, a short guy, big. I don't think, I met a lot of those guys. They weren't like really intimidating badasses. Some of them had guns and stuff. It's being affiliated with a group that's willing to do certain things. Like I think flip the, the switch. Like if you decided if Tyler and I and you and a couple other people decided to form our own group and decided to do things outside the law, not too outrageous, we could form. But they had these uh, rituals that kept them organized. And that's why they call it organized crime because they said, no, you're a capo. You're the you're the advisor, consigliere. Right. Um, you're you're this this is this is the order of it, and and we do not tell. That's why these other places, when the guy would drag one of them in without that organization, they would come in and say, "Well, we're going to put you in for twenty years, and your your family screwed and you're screwed, um, and there's no one to help you." They flip, they flip. That's why loose organizations would always. In their 30s, it was no big deal because everyone could get away. Right. right? They go in there and break into it. They announce it. They'd be wearing all the fucking fucked up, great looking clothes. Go into a bank, shoot it up, say, "Hey, it's Tyler King. I'm gonna tell him Tyler King was here. He stole, took all your money, and you just took off." And they have a picture drawn about you. Maybe look a little like you, or they may have a picture of you they took. But they may catch you. They may not. And these guys stayed out. For six years, and then they catch them, and then they get a bar of soap and cut it into a, a gun and break out. <laughs> well, that I was mean, funny. All the guys would used to break out of prison like crazy all the time. Now it's a rarity, but they used to break out of prison all the fucking time. There were stories about it. You, you people, my mom, when she was a little girl back in the 40s, the late 40s after World War II, there were guys breaking out of this prison, and it looked like a, a medieval castle. In northeast Philadelphia. Yeah, that's where they have the signs on the road. Do not pick up hitchhikers. Oh, shit, like that. And they guys would break <laughs> so out all common. the time. They come in a laundry thing. And then, I mean. Yeah. yeah. Well, they weren't as organized, I guess, as those guys were. Oh, they were fucking, they were great. I mean, I, I mean, it was like, uh, they'd go to prison for a while and stuff like that. I guess, I don't know if there was a lot of, it was very rapey then. Or well, anything. what were we talking thing? about with, well, of course, yeah, it was r- super rapey then. But you do you remember was? talking about, yeah, well, think about Shawshank. No, but they got out. If they can get out, and they say, "Oh, I can." If I really try really hard, I can get out of prison. Uh, I think Stephen King colored that one with um, because it's so hard to sneak out of prison now. It's absolute. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you could pay yeah. off people a lot easier back then. You know what? I I saw a special thing the other day about because um, I, I like watching the ID channel, sure. and this specific prisoner basically like romanced this prison guard female and she fell madly in love with this guy and she was like sneaking in razor blades and oh, sneaking in the stuff guys and in california yeah and she is the reason that they got out yep and they finally like indicted her she ended up back in prison herself how crazy would that be to be one on one side of the bars holding the keys and you're on the other side and you're screwed all because you fell for a freaking sociopath or maybe even psychopath because... Oh, a prison guard job is a pretty shitty job. Bro, it is. It is. is. My neighbor job. is a retired prison guard. Yeah. There was a guy, um, the, the guy I told you had a family, came from a family of 13. One of his older brothers was a prison guard. And we went up to Poconos. It was, they had the, the, uh, the, the mountains north of Philadelphia in between Philadelphia and New York. And... Um, they had a big bunkhouse and stuff like that where because they had 13 kids so they had to be able to sleep like 30 people at their house so they had a big bunkhouse of the garage and they had uh, 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 rooms in their main house and shit like that and one night I'm in there and I'm with a girl right 
and in the middle of the night, you hear him like smacking. He's getting smacked. Get off me. Get off me. You know, like that. He's screaming and stuff like that. So I'm like, what the fuck's going on? I thought someone was raping him. He was reliving the, the, the rape thing she heard. They didn't go in. The reason they wouldn't go in there is because it was nighttime and there was less guards. So it was locked down. Ugh. You wouldn't walk into that area. You know, why the fuck are the, the, the cells open up? Yeah. How could you get in there? And stuff. They say they go in there and the guys get in. Some some of the cells are open. Yeah, well, I think that they were. Because they um, now all have, not all, uh, not all prisons had, like, cells. Well, some of them are considered nonviolent offenders. Yeah. So those guys aren't usually locked up as tight, I believe. They go into bunkhouses. So then they, it's kind of like army barracks. So they just kind of all have to exist together. Yeah, and that's. But then. Yeah, your uh, misdemeanors and first-degree light felonies would be put into, like, a bunkhouse. So it's like army barracks, um, and you're Where all in one. down this dark path for? <laughs> I, was, I was talking about the prison rape. I know. But, but, you know, back then, again, you know, used to have conjugal visits back then. Now on a lighter note. It's nowhere in there. On a lighter I like it. I like it. We could. Do, I think we should do a whole uh, show on uh, how not to go to prison. And what are the or top five reasons away with not to go how. to prison? Why not to go to prison? It's like, and how they don't, you know, how they don't view themselves as gay, but they're doing, and uh, they're very homophobic. You can't call them gay. What you did, but you're locked up in there with guys for X amount of years. I mean, it's it gets lonely playing with yourself. So I guess in their mind, they're picturing something else. They're, they're like a bundle, yeah, talking about people in denial, and that's a perfect segue. <laughs> Perfect segue. I was in my corrective stretch class. It's kind of a yoga class where you hold your the pose for, oh, God. like t- I don't know what they do in a real yoga class because I've been going to this one. But it, they do real yoga po- poses in it. And I am the least flexible, uh, flexible person around because I, I was lifting weights for years. And uh, so I'm sitting there, and the women are talking before the, uh, the women in their 40s, early 50s. And um, someone, a couple of them said about, they were talking about the hot water heaters. And they're wealthier people. One's a lawyer, a defense lawyer up in Miami, her husband. But still, hot water heater, I guess, that makes everyone's a great equalizer. You know, that's a phrase that I've been corrected on for the past, like, five years. Uh, Jenna always corrects me. It's a water heater. If it was already hot, you wouldn't yeah, need you're to right. heat it. It's, hot wa- it's water heater. <laughs> Water heater. Again, she's a grammar Nazi, so. No, 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 no. But you're right. You're right. You're right about that. But they were talking about how, oh, yeah, the men in hats, they take long showers. And they were, like, saying 25, 40 minutes, and they go like this. Well, you know, my son does it very meditative for me. Go like this. Yeah, Already right. Screaming my head and go, they're fucking masturbating. Yep. They're one, masturbating. Of our, one of I our children does 25-minute showers. I'm holding the words in. I go, when someone takes a 40-minute shower, they're masturbating. Multiple times. Multiple times. And why do you think life-proof cases were such a hit several years ago? Because you could actually take your phone into the shower with you and actually watch your videos. So you weren't just imagining. Well, <laughs> when you're young, you don't have to really imagine. And stuff like that. <laughs> it just happens when you're young. But I was going to say, oh, and they're all talking about it. And I go, and I just said a funny thing is to go say that. I'm just I I I I didn't even laugh at him to go and look at him and go <laughs> and like so they go why are you laughing they go oh they're meditating right and well, oh yeah they're they 40 say. 50 years old like yeah, yeah he's meditating yeah. <laughs> in a spin class yoga slash and you know yeah. they're in their spandex and all that stuff thinking they're hot and they're wondering what their you know 30 year old 20 20 18 year old kids or their 50 year old husband you know is doing a shower for 40 minutes. Yep. Oh, uh, I'm sure he's like Howard Hughes. He's scrubbing, it, scrubbing everything. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I, I can tell you I firsthand. When my showers are longer than five, oh six minutes. No, it's cold. You know, in a, a cold morning, 10 minutes. Yeah, average is about a 10-minute shower. 10-minute shower. But, I mean, I know I was in the Navy, so I never. I'm, I'm pretty. You learn to get in and out five, quick. By, and, and that five would have. 
They would have gave you a hard time. You spent five minutes in the shower. And there's nothing, you know, you get older they and you start having know. muscle aches and, you know, a nice hot shower helps yeah, you cool yeah, down. Yeah, when the w- you know? windows open and it's not getting fogged up and you can just have the hot water hitting your muscles, that's great. But 40 minutes? Yeah, something else is going on. <laughs> that's, a, that's why the, the people that spend 40 minutes in the shower are tub people. They do bubble baths because it's soaking a hot tub. Nothing wrong with a hot tub no, and some Epsom salt. Wrong. There is nothing wrong with that. But I'm just saying... 40 minutes in the shower, you just wait for a <laughs> shitload of hot water. I have to throw out one of my sons is like the king of 45-minute showers, and still, and he's like almost 22. But it's funny because he'll just show up randomly without even calling me, and he has his own house, his own shower, his own everything. Yeah. But he shows up, and he's like, hey, Mom. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm going to take a shower. I'm like, at my house? <laughs> Why? Well, because he wants to waste 45 minutes of my water. Now this is this is uh, very like. And he's not shy about it. Uh, yeah, he's not shy about it. I mean, he, we know what he's doing in that shower, but oh, yeah, we're gonna say he, yeah, and he's decorative v- soaps. He's a <laughs> he's a very bold young man when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to those types of discussions. So I have this great scenario for you. He must have been probably fifteen, maybe sixteen years old, yeah. and he had come home from school and he was like, "Oh God, it was a bad day. I had to take a test. It was really hard." I was like, well, how hard was it? He goes, as hard as the sock under my bed, Mom. <laughs> and I was like, well, oh. that's great. You know, so, oh. yes. So anybody out there who knows who my youngest they son is, never, now he's completely called soft. out about they're it. They're never soft again when <laughs> you use those. He's in a sock. It's sock, a sock yeah. under the bed. Invest in right. tissues, my <laughs> friend. Invest <Invested laughs> tissues. You know? It's cheaper and it takes... I mean, you do not need. No, socks. you don't oh need to start. Yeah, well. And those towels never come out right. <laughs> oh, they don't. I use a towel. They have bricks off. Have a little respect for your linen. <laughs> have a little respect for your linen. Right. But maybe, okay. Well, maybe the guy slightly um, environmental, uh, le- I leaning. He wants to be sure. respectful of the environment, r- reduce waste. I'm thinking that he was just going to throw away that sock once it was, uh, you know, too crispy. That way it didn't, like, it, if there was constant daily tissues in the bathroom that I would have noticed, See, of when course. someone's open, I mean, when they're open, it go like this, it's a, end of discussion. It's yeah. perfectly fine. Yeah. It's perfectly fine. Someone came up and said, oh, yeah, what well, it was. But if not, um, there was a, Sam Donaldson was a famous reporter, and he, uh, he uh, worked the White House, uh, during the Reagan administration. And Reagan was really good at doing, uh, as, as, as Kennedy was and Carter, was really good at doing a, a news conference. And right at the end, Sam Donaldson says, he said when he said, he goes, Mr. President, Mr. President, there was a survey that came out and they realized that um, 30% of the men um, in America masturbate in the shower. And the other uh, 70% sing a particular one particular song. Do you know that song, Mr. President? He said, no. I thought not. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, I mean, it would go like this. Why be ashamed? Right. And uh, Sam Donaldson using it. It's supposed to be progressive. He was supposed to be somewhat progressive. He said, why are you making a joke about that? The president said that he should have owned it. He said, yeah, you're damn right. Yeah. It was 71 years old at that time. <laughs> Damn right, I don't that, know that He well. said it to, to Ronald Reagan. <laughs> he should have been proud of himself. Well, yeah. as, as the mother of uh, three adult young men, I have uh, heard and seen it all. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm a little desensitized to it at this point. Well, every time I see a young guy go into a place like... I guess there were strip clubs, and uh, I used to take them to one in Philadelphia, and there's all different types of strip clubs. There are ones that have the liquor license. The ones that have the liquor license, they have some rules. I thought there was the ones with the massage parlors. The ones without the liquor license, you can bring your own, and they charge you like $20 to come in, stuff like that. That was crazy. And the guys come in, and these young guys would come in and say, well, yeah, I'm wearing my sweatpants and silk underwear. And here's my bag with my backup underwear. Yeah. 
Because they're going to change your underwear. Of course, yeah. And so what are you going to do with your underwear? Thing? Just throw it in the trash. <laughs> just throw it away. Yeah, they just throw it away right there. And they go, they had a plan. They had their own plan. They went out and they knew exactly what to do. And they were proud of it. And they were telling me, and I was like 15 years older. And I said, but don't you think maybe to, you know how a woman, uh, girls need to have their secrets? Yeah. Guys need to have their secrets too. I think they do. It should I don't think you have to be all out there all the time. <laughs> You don't need to tell them. We we know. We know. You don't have to tell us everything. Did I ever tell you that I got kicked out of a sex world when I was like 21? What was that? A sex world. Sex world is like a, like the dirty store down the street, but mm-hmm. big, like four stories high mm-hmm. in downtown Minneapolis. And I had no idea. And my friend Liz brought me there. And, of course, I was a very young mother because at 21 yeah. I had already had three kids. Yeah. Twins. So I cheated. Yeah. But – um. <laughs> I didn't understand what half of the things were, so I was loud, and I was asking yeah. questions. I was like, what is that? <laughs> Where does that go? And then there was like a a pocket a pocket, pussy. pocket pussy on the table, and usually I guess they would have like a plastic film over, so you could see through it in the box. Yeah. But, you know, so I like went and I touched it. I put my finger on it, and there was no plastic on this one. Oh. And I was like, oh, God, that's disgusting. And I was, and they were like, ma'am, could you please leave? <laughs> I was like, um, okay. And Liz is, Liz is mortified. Well, I didn't know what it was. And I'm yelling at Liz because she's on the other side of the store. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is this thing? <laughs> so she took me to the elevator. She's like, we got to go. We got to go. So she takes me to this elevator, and we go up. And I thought we were going, like, uh, out. But yeah. I don't know oh, where we went were. To a different area? And it was a different level. And the level that we ended up on had an S&M room on one side with, like, whips and chains and all of these. Oh, like and a sex show on the other. Right. And then on the other side, it had black walls everywhere with little dividers that looked like um, like booths, kind yeah. of. And, of course, those were the ones where the guys would go in and put the quarter or whatever yeah, and, and the get the peep, the peep shows. And, of course, my whole thought at the time was, like, Oh, I'd hate to have a black light in here. And then, of course, at that point, the person that was monitoring that level of the building then escorted me out to leave because <laughs> I was giggling. I thought it was funny. Black but light, yeah, it would be all time. over the place. And I was like, yeah, I, I don't know if I can handle going into a dirty store. I would be the 12-year-old that's you giggling. Know, uh, once I, you think about it, the, uh, um, the lover's boutique, I mean, they tell you exactly what it is on the outside. I. In Philadelphia, the nondescript white building with the small windows walking in and having one sign that says, you know, triple X and stuff like that, that was much more dirty and filthy. <laughs> they were just trying to be discreet about it. Boutique, you go in there and they tell you, you see a pocket pussy, <laughs> you got dildos and all that stuff. No less different than the videos you would see any other vi- videos. And I remember um, I was 30 five years old, right before I got married, a year or two, my then wife's best friend, Sue, she goes, come on, Jim, drags me in his place. She drags me, I was laughing my ass off, <laughs> and she drags me right to the gay section. <laughs> and says, look at these, look at these cocks. <laughs> and this young guy's sucking <laughs> dick and getting pot in the ass on the thing. There was VHSs. And I'm like, oh, and I'm just, <laughs> I couldn't handle it. I go, wow. She goes, you never seen this? I said, not I, not a prolonged. I never had a prolonged exposure to it in life or in <laughs> that. And now I really haven't really gone into watch. I know I should do a clinical look at it. Maybe that would be a great topic <laughs> for a show. <laughs> I should go and explore I was just getting my mother, yes. Oh, no my poor mother. review a tape and just say a more, not, I mean, the first time I have to see it, it has to be more clinical. I wouldn't want to see. <laughs> be like, how is that just physically like guys possible? Doing all that stuff. I mean, come on. I've seen women, so why would it be? I really, I haven't really just seen it because I guess there's still a little panic. <laughs> but <laughs> 55 years old. I don't think you should be worried about what you see at this point. I I do have another great one for you, though, because, of course, I have three sons, right, Uh. that are very, very close in age. And when they were about, the twins, I think, were 13, and my older son might have been about 14. And um, they were driving around Hudson, Wisconsin with my mom. 
and this is naughty grandma fg right we call her yeah. fg stands for fucking grandma and they convinced her that this store called left of center was a video store like a, a video game art like a like a game stop and they wanted her to go and they were like we can't go in there because we're not 18 you have to be 18 right this is years yeah years ago so they convinced grandma to pull up in front of this little store in Hudson, Wisconsin, which looks like a kind of like a Duval Street, but real tiny, right? All the old buildings real close together, hardly any parking. So they get her to pull up in her minivan, and she goes into this store to go look for the specific video game that these kids asked her for. No, because of course it was not the video store. It it was a because they told her that you have to be 18 to go in. Because of this video game that they wanted was like a, a Call of Duty or something like that, where you had to be old enough, old enough to go buy it, and they weren't old enough, so they wanted Grandma to buy it for them. And of course, Grandma, <laughs> Grandma came sprinting out the front door <laughs> because it was not a video store. Okay. It was a head shop in the front, which had all the weed pipes and all that stuff, and in the back it was all porn. But Ryan had heard from one of his friends at school that. This is what was actually in that store, and nobody had ever. So they thought they would convince Grandma to go in there. Yeah, Grandma was a little mortified when she came up there. <laughs> yeah, she did say that she um, went back there later though and bought a hookah. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah, she bought a hookah, and then she actually bought one for my brother and sent it to him for his birthday. I think. Oh, she's cool. Oh, is my your mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom. And you've never. Never. And she does. Yeah. Is it legal there? No. I mean, I don't think so. I hope it. I don't know. I hope it does. I am not sure. For her sake. I mean, she's. Well, I'm sure she's doing fine. She is about to be 71. Okay. But she's she's doing fine. She's bat she's batshit crazy though. In a good way. Yes, in a very good way. This is the Lebanese parent. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, great. Yeah. We need that. Awesome. You need that here. She's crazy pants. Well, look at this. We are at. 56 minutes <laughs> on it going on an hour. See, and you keep having these ideas that we should do two 30-minute shows. How could we possibly do that? Because once we start going, we just keep going. We'd have to do oh, two. I wouldn't w- cut it. I wouldn't cut it off. We'd unless have to do like two one-hour shows. We had thing we had, unless we had a guest and we had to cut at that point. But it doesn't really matter. Does it? Yeah. I mean, if someone, if someone really likes the show, listen. The important thing to say at the end of this is uh, we need your reviews on iTunes. We got 10. Yes, we need more. We, we need, need more, more iTunes. I know it's going to be tough. Everyone is, especially in the beginning, the effect of a review when we're at just 10 to 20. And it's in our second year. I, I, I'm telling you, that it is, it's, it's really hard to continue with um, not seeing. But we have seen recently a lot of growth. So if we can get some reviews, any new listeners, no matter where you're from, on iTunes. Let's hit it on iTunes, then we'll focus on Spreaker, um, uh, maybe uh, Spotify. What I hope they're uh, doing right now is sitting in their car because they don't want to shut it off and go inside yet because they've been listening to us and laughing at our Yeah, hopefully you don't have a box of tissues next to them. Right, hopefully not. And And please, um, you know, I mean, and when you're done with your sock, if you wouldn't mind, please just logging into iTunes. Use a, a softener as a mother. Would you say <laughs> a fabric softener? I, I bet a fabric softener would probably do something. I, you know, it seems to or help a little vinegar. bit. But, uh, you know, the good thing about young boys in socks is that most of the time you can just throw them away because there's a hole at least. Oh. <laughs> well, on that note. We uh, m- a call in? Yeah, we, c- yeah. Uh, we could do a call in. Uh, Maybe once a week try and get more people. And we could. I have Skype here. We could do a uh, 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 call in. Uh, we I have to get a headset, and I have to put it in. How would I? How would I? Yeah. We'll definitely have to plan on that. Run the mic. No, I got it. I just have to. I'd have to do. Um. It would. It would be coming out of here, in here, so my headphones would come, or our headphones would do. We would have to. Yeah, we'd have to, to uh, keep headphones on to listen. Here. This is this is Jim trying to figure out all this uh, electronics here, folks. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, yeah. that would be cool if we could do a call-in show, and then they can interact with us, us live while well, we're we being. Maybe crazy. we could talk to your mom. <laughs> we could definitely yeah, talk to my mom. Yeah, we, okay. <laughs> we might. Well, we'll break that into a bunch. <laughs> we'll, 
Then we could talk to my dad. Yes. Okay, well, uh, this this week, we're, I, yeah, this is an hour. This is good. We're going to have another beer after this. We're going to knock this off. Yes, uh, we are. Uh, say goodbye, Jenna. Goodbye, Jenna. Okay. And, I'm and going to fetch you, Jim a beer. Here is Tyler oh. to say goodbye. Yep. And good night from Key Largo at 309 Belmont. Here we go. Are we off? Well, you always get those from the radio show, you know. <laughs> <laughs>